Thank you so much for joining us back in with Best Week Ever podcast. I know the last couple weeks I've been MIA. Well, your girl had COVID and I had to reschedule my whole entire week. I literally had the worst time ever, guys. I canceled my trip to New Jersey. I was supposed to go see my friends get married. My parents were supposed to come and visit me for Mother's Day so I can take a break, um, not having my child that weekend, but COVID had canceled all those plans and it also canceled my plan to talk with Melissa Rich. But please do not worry, I have her rescheduled for another day. Bronwyn from Bad Romance Podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts ever because as a movie buff, I just love listening to two smart, articulate, funny as hell women talk about rom-coms. And yes, it's called Bad Romance, but Bronwyn will tell you that they do good romance too, which is true. Uh, they did a Sandra Oh, a Double Happiness. I actually listened to that a uh, week ago and I've never actually seen that movie. <laughs> I know it's I'm horrible sometimes when it comes to movies because I should know all this stuff especially rom-coms because it was definitely my genre when I was in college um, for video production and film. Anyways having Bronwyn as my guest this week was a huge delight. It was so much fun just being innocuous with everything that we were talking about I have to point this out to you guys that like best week ever and worst week ever is our opinions of our best week and worst week. I know people would probably be like, well, that wasn't the best week ever in my opinion. Well, that's your opinion. And when you come on my show, you can talk about it. But right now you're listening in to two people have their hot takes on pop culture. And, you know, there's so many podcasts, I mean, that's why I started this podcast, that talk about pop culture and blind items and celebrities and blah, blah, blah. And like I said, it's why I started this podcast, because I felt like I can do it too. <laughs> and not saying that I can do it better, but like, I just want to be in the conversation. And it's hard to listen to all these podcasts and you're talking to nobody, you know? So... <laughs> That is my deal. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy our conversation for this week, best week ever. Next week, we will have Kara Berry from Everyone's Business But Mine podcast. Check her out. She's hilarious, and I do thank her for speaking every time at the end of each episode. <laughs> Until then, please enjoy my conversation with Bronwyn. That you were talking shit and you didn't think that I would hear it. People hear you 
talking like that, getting everybody caught up. So I'm ready to attack, gonna lead the back, gonna get a touchdown, gonna take you out. That's right, put your pom poms down, getting everybody caught up. You times have been around that track, so it's not just gonna happen like that, cause it ain't no hollaback girl, I ain't no hollaback girl. You times have been around that track, so it's not just gonna happen Hi, I'm so sorry. My my computer was like doing that thing that it loves to do where it like lags right when I'm opening a Zoom room. Okay, hi. Hi, <laughs> so nice to see you. <laughs> I'm Thanks so for being so flexible. I'm sorry about all the changes and everything. Oh yeah, of course, no worries. I had COVID a few weeks ago. So like, I totally understand the whole rescheduling and everything. And like, I feel like people, which is really good are more aware of like when they're sick they like want to like preserve you know yeah yeah there's a lot more like actually listening to our bodies and I feel like right now we have that influx of there's like COVID and then the flu and then people are getting colds and then just you know whatever else else like stuff yeah (laughs) (laughs) well I'm super excited to have you on um I thought we can just start right off um introducing yourself you are Bronwyn of course tell the people um how I know you well I know you because of the bad romance podcast and um I actually have the last two episodes kissing booth two and three on my (laughs) waiting list because I want to re-listen to kissing booth one before I like join back into two and three because you guys did it a a year ago I think kissing booth yeah no I mean it was completely it does not make any sense that we decided to do the first one and then we waited like two years and we're like yeah let's do the rest of it I mean obviously the second one wasn't out yet at that point but we waited a long time so that that makes sense to wait and then like re-listen to all of them together yeah it's super fun yeah (laughs) it's like binging tv but it's listening for the ears yeah yeah exactly (laughs) Um, hi, yeah, listeners, it's nice <laughs> to meet you. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. Um, I co-host the Bad Romance podcast. We talk about bad romantic comedies. Sometimes we talk about good romantic comedies. It totally depends on the week. And I also perform comedy and write various places on the internet. Um, so you can find me on there if you want to find out what I'm doing. <laughs> awesome. So um, we're going to start off the worst week, honorable mentions, right? That's how I started it okay yeah yeah okay so honestly I'm not I'm neither a fan or a hater of him but I do think Jack Harlow is up there this week he's actually my runner up (laughs) yeah like I really I just felt like he was really stepping in it and like if you like if you don't know the Brandy and Ray J are siblings, that's one thing, but you're, he's a rapper. Like, not only is he a rapper, but he claims to say that he loves R&B, like he loves Aaliyah. And it's like, if you love Aaliyah, then you would know Moesha's voice. Like her voice is just so distinct, you know? so distinct. They don't sound alike. No. (laughs) And the whole, for him to answer like who's Ray J's sister I was just like no <laughs> absolutely not absolutely not and like if India Ari gets mad at you then you're really fucking up because she is very much on her like zen you know like she's if she's mad it, there's a reason 
Like yeah. she's not, she doesn't like to fight with people. So when she got annoyed and she posted on her Instagram stories and she was like, you know, just because you play black music doesn't mean that you know the culture. And it's very obvious that Jack Harlow doesn't know the culture. I was like, oh shit, India Ari is calling you out. That's a big deal. Well, I feel like Brandy is a huge culture, like for the black essence and especially yeah. Ray J. I mean, yeah, I was just so ashamed, but I kind of like, also he's 24 years old. Like, is it, the, is it that much of an age gap? But then again, like Moesha is like culturally known in the community that she is like a huge star and Ray J. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause I did think of that. I was like, he is 24 and so like he was young enough to miss when it came out like Moesha came out I feel like he needed to be a few years older than that to really be like the right age but to know of it I mean especially like saying that you're a big R&B fan I think I think I think if like he um roasted himself about it a little bit I mean he wasn't like <laughs> defensive but if he was like oh wow this is bad no he definitely like took it and was like, yeah, I need to get egged on for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like he's he's going to be fine. But definitely, I think he's out there this week. I'm trying to think of, I guess, I feel it feels like Elon Musk is every single week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, there's always something with him. So he's just kind of always there in my mind, especially spending time on Twitter. He's always putting his foot in it. Um, who was my other mention? Was it one of the, no, it wasn't Sam Levinson. Um, I feel like I'm a little bit behind on some of the Euphoria drama, not the show itself, because obviously I know that the season the ended, but, but the behind the scenes stuff. So I know this isn't specific to this week, which I realized this podcast is about this week. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. But it's pop culture. I've been, yeah, I've been catching up on all of that mess backstage and him having everybody work 17 hour days and then the ways that he like wouldn't make shot lists for the show, which is really basic directing. I mean, I've never yeah. directed a show, but if you don't make a shot list, like, and, and basically he would claim it was because, you know, he wanted like, he either didn't have time or he wanted to have the artistic vision on set, which is just like, oh my God, go fuck yourself. It's nepotism at his finest. <laughs> yeah. So that's like a really delayed, but that's on my mind right now. So he's on my list. I uh, thought of a really, actually, this one came up on a promotion on my Twitter feed, and I just couldn't believe it. And I thought it was like on cue with Bad Romance podcast. Father of the Bride is getting rebooted, and Andy Garcia and Gloria Estefan are the parents for Father of the Bride. They're the next Steve Martin and Diane Keaton. And it's a bunch of other nobodies, to be quite honest, because the daughter who is getting married, um, she brings in like a weird different guy not one of us kind of part of the family and it just looks horrible <laughs> I, don't I, I I thank you for telling me that because I missed that which is like wow that's embarrassing that I feel be like it just notification yeah that should be like a notification that like shows up on my phone <laughs> but that yeah that that movie doesn't need to be rebooted that's the thing and I understand they're trying to reboot it in a Latino way but it's yeah, just that's like true. very Lin-Manuel where it's like whitewashed and of course the actual like Latin people of color are background or a backdrop and it's just like it would have been great 15 years ago or 10 years ago with 
Andy Garcia and Gloria Stefan because like yes Andy Garcia oh my god yeah daddy like <laughs> and it's like I, like why can't they be in a rom-com that's like a new one yeah I, like, like that would be seriously. great yeah no they could have twisted it their own story and it didn't even have to like take on the title of father of the bride yeah because I think like even if they knew okay we are trying to use this as the jumping off point and the inspiration they could if they don't name it in a way that people are going to be comparing them then that would set it up way more because then you can be creative and have fun and you can still use this as a framework and it doesn't feel like it's not doing anyone a service who's in the movie yeah I mean you guys I mean, covered it could be overboard. wrong it might be amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah you guys covered overboard like the 1987 I don't know if you did the Anna Ferris one yet or yeah we did on that episode we kind of like talked about both a little bit but mostly I mean we talked about how the original one was better in a lot of ways but also like the different things that both of the movies did yeah that's a huge time like capsule (laughs) those type of movies yes absolutely and I, I think I see that happening more and more I mean you know we all talk about how there's so many reboots now and it used to be mostly reboots in the action genre you know it's action genre or it's just like making the same comic book four different times right into a movie and now I feel the rom-com genre is kind of getting this reboot thing and on one hand I'm always happy when the rom-com genre is getting more attention I'm always I'm always happy when the rom-com genre is included even in the worst filmmaking trends because it means that the genre is not dying and so when I see these the reboots kind of making their way to rom-coms and not just being in the superhero action realm. I'm kind of happy because I'm like, okay, good. They are thinking about rom-coms and they want to make rom-coms, but I'm also sad that this is the way. Yeah. You know, I want the resources there, but we have so many new stories to be told. Yeah, so many. That's very true. Gwyneth Paltrow's goop diaper joke with the alpaca. She uh, posted on her goop alpaca with crystal diamond um, diapers, $120 for 12 pack. And she later came out saying that it was actually a joke. She wanted to um, put awareness on how much diapers cost and that in certain states they are taxed. Um, And she just wanted to put like a self-aware note that like with everything going on, we should really pay attention with like women's reproduction rights and also knowing with the formula being out of shortage and um, yeah, the whole diapers being taxed so much. So- What a weird way to do that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Truly, like I- I There's other ways. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. And, And you know, honestly with, celebrities raising awareness there's an element like I think it's great when celebrities want to use their platform to actually say something you know sure like we need that but there is an element of dark comedy to me and just her being like by the way there's another here's another bad thing I'm not doing anything about it (laughs) I'm just like letting you know she literally washed her hands like just like hey and then like walked away and was like well actually and still walked away and it's like well what are you doing right like 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 sometimes when um a celebrity will share something they're like everyone donate I'm like you could donate more than like most of us yeah and and like I mean obviously if it's something that needs a lot of help then you know we can donate too but it's always funny when they're like you should all donate and I'm like you could donate more than like a hundred of us combined. <laughs> and you know what? She can donate and actually get that as a tax write-off. 
Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> Um, also, for my last um, honorable mention for Worst Week, Megan McCain selling only 244 books. Um, she came, wrote a book called Bad Republican. The Washington Examiner um, did their data work because, you know, they're like editors on Bravo TV. They had to shame her on the fact that she only sold not even 300 books, 244 books out of the millions bajillions of people on this country I'm like super surprised but yeah, also not too. shocked that like it really does show America does not really hang out with Megan McCain America not. does not <laughs> fuck with her because I feel like conservatives are like like she's almost too online for them <laughs> like they're just like we don't know what to do with her she's weird yeah and <laughs> the old conservatives the people who really have the same values as her a lot of them are just like Ugh, she's embarrassing and then obviously people who are left of her are like what the hell like yeah I but... that makes me so happy like thank <laughs> you so much like that fills me with such a deep joy knowing how hard she bombed <laughs> So that definitely means that she owes the book company money because they definitely probably gave them an advance and said like, hey, we're giving you this much money if you sell this much books. And I really want to know now, like how much she got paid and how much she has to give back. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. And like, has she, and did she already spend that advance? You know, like how far in the hole is she going to go to try to pay that back? I mean, she quit the view and she was like, hey, my book deals will do all right, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. That's, that's beautiful and makes me so happy. <laughs> I mean, I was going to list Marjorie Taylor Greene, but I was like, that feels like cheating almost <laughs> because she's just so vile. What did she do this week? It was one of her tweets about abortion just like made Ugh. me like want to... Um, I don't know, jump through a window. I don't want to get hurt. I just want the glass shards to like hit her on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull up her latest. Um, it was some, it was basically like, I mean, you know, it was a classic Marjorie Taylor Greene. She obviously has been, you know, saying horrible, horrible things about yeah. um, everyone. That <laughs> like, is her MO. Um. <laughs> let's see here oh yeah Joe Biden she's making fun of Biden which I mean I'm like that's the one thing we can agree on for different reasons <laughs> <laughs> she's mad at Biden for different reasons than me <laughs> yeah I feel like yeah everyone's on the same boat with that <laughs> yeah exactly um oh yeah she's talking about she wants to honor this guy in Georgia okay um don't worry, mom and dads, while you are frantically searching for baby formula, Congress is busy naming post offices. She's like, fuck you, lady. I just, like, can't handle it. Like, she's so sanctions. Are, okay, so, well, oh, she's talking about Russia a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, How much this does is, she tweet So Okay, so this is about, she, she tweeted about the um, formula shortage. And they were saying that they're going to have a formula shortage, like a hearing about it on May 25th. And she goes, two weeks, of course. I mean, everyone knows that babies can go two weeks without eating. Speaker Pelosi is completely in charge of the House of Representatives. She's a mother and grandmother, but clearly could care less about babies um, inside and outside the womb. And like, I'm mad, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm mad at Pelosi. I'm mad at like pretty much everyone. Yeah. But it's so fucking bullshit for Marjorie Taylor Greene to be like, well, you know, this is just happening because of the Democrats. I'm like, no, you're all 
you're all in on it (laughs) yeah you're all in on it and like also you're being smug about babies not having formula because it proves your point like fuck you yeah anyways sorry that's not I I know that's not like fun (laughs) no you're you're totally fine we can move to our winners for worst week unless you want I mean that's a good runner-up unless you got a better she is definitely I would definitely put her as a runner-up but I think it depends on the definition of best week right Worst week. Oh, worst week. Worst, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Worst yeah, week. Yeah, it, it is like, very like your opinion, and yeah. I agree with you. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, for this week, my worst week winner is Bono because he played in Kaviv, like in the middle of the city, just decided to perform a concert like it was AIDS 1991 or something, um, while literally Pete locals. Ukrainians were like are sheltered in their in their apartments or like in their homes and like Bono was just there performing and apparently it's like a delicate spot too like he could have easily been like hurt with like attacks but it's just it's just like so tasteless to me where I'm just like really you're performing a concert in the middle of a war and like can't you just give them care? You have money. Like, can you just like bring doctors or like, I don't know. It was no, that is deeply like, I don't even think cringe is the right word. It's like cringe on steroids. Like it, it's so <laughs> insensitive, completely tactless, dangerous. I couldn't bring myself resources. to actually see the performance. Um, I just read it because I, the headline alone and everything, I was just like, oh my God, this is not good in my opinion, like, this is the worst that I've ever seen. I, so, like, a few weeks, oh my gosh, my concept of time is so messed up because everything's (laughs) so bad. (laughs) Um, the, but a few weeks ago, Louis C.K. was scheduled to perform there, and it was right, it was, like, one of the first weeks of the attacks. That is so random. Yeah, Louis C.K. was gonna perform, and obviously, like, you know, I mean, he has all these allegations and he shouldn't, he should just fucking go hide and stop being a sex pest, you know, but that's a whole nother conversation, right? So he, he was supposed to perform and there was this comedian who was opening for him, who I, I like kind of know, who posted like some of the most truly, like he made these posts where he was pretending that he was a Ukrainian um, refugee, like running away from the war and basically saying like, wow, I'm going through all of this hard stuff. Um, I'm so glad Louis CK didn't end up performing. And it was supposed to be like a joke, like making fun of people who were mad about Louis CK performing in general, like who are mad about him, um, you know, sexually assaulting women. There's no comparison. It was supposed to be like, oh, you (laughs) stupid, like you stupid women who are mad, like you could be at war. But I was like, but you're not like, you don't get to use someone else's experience just like that's so psycho yeah but but I remember just being like who are you doing comedy for there like I and then and, and then now the and now it's been like a month and like Bono's there like what is happening who's doing their light like who's who's their booker like, <laughs> like I don't understand like like obviously I know that you know like global tours there's always these stops that you wouldn't expect but it's just so off the map and then yeah. of course the timing is just like fucked. Yeah. Uh yeah. Bono worst week for me. <laughs> Who was your ultimate worst week winner? 
my ultimate worst week winner. Oh, this is hard. Um, Netflix as an entity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy what's happening to them. Can I, can I like claim that Netflix is a person? Cause I feel like Netflix has become a person. Like Netflix used to be a corporation and they put out some really fun shows and movies and you know we all shared our passwords and now they've just turned into like the worst person you know like Netflix is just like oh I have all this money so I'm gonna I'm gonna churn out some of the worst content ever and then I'm gonna lay a bunch of people off that they just hired and now I'm gonna raise the prices and I'm gonna cancel all these good shows I just feel like Netflix is like feels like a person that I hate a capitalist <laughs> yeah. yeah Netflix is like the Elon Musk of of streaming services. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't bid on Netflix. If he's, he's gonna he's gonna like buy thinking. it after it's already dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I yeah. feel like Twitter doesn't have. I don't think Twitter is gonna be around for this much longer. I mean, I feel like there's got to be a new um, like a new running app engine like how when Instagram and Twitter came out but yeah we'll see yeah yeah still time <laughs> totally <laughs> all right so we'll move on to our best week honorable mentions um I'll start with mine first of Danny Lynn at the Derby Anna Nicole's daughter that is the only time that you get to see Anna Nicole's daughter is at the Derby. I think it's in Kentucky. It's basically where they see like the horses. It's a huge deal in like um, housewife land. That's all I remember from knowing it. And also Anna Nicole. And the more I see pictures of her daughter, Danny Lynn, I just, my heart breaks, but it also kind of like, it's like the Grinch, it grows a little bit bigger because this beautiful uh, offspring is just, you know, having the life that Anna Nicole really wants her to have. So yeah, yeah watching her like in her dress and her hat with her dad, her real biological dad, like it was just so beautiful to see. And like, it's a great reminder um, during this time, like once a year to see her and it's just like, oh, I'm going to see her till I'm like 50, 60, just saying like Anna Nicole's daughter. You know what I mean? So sweet. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, T-Pain. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he, <laughs> he uh, owns a restaurant now and he's really excited about it and it's so cute. And I love T-Pain. I'm always, I'm always rooting for him. I loved his, like the documentary about him and he, where he was all like, oh, People made fun of me for using auto-tune, but like, it was a whole, like, like, he's like, but I was, I had a whole method. I'm a musician. Yeah. And people I, just think of me as the auto-tune guy. And he just seems so sweet and smart and nice. And it makes me so happy that he owns a restaurant now. And I want to go there. I definitely want to go there too. I just found out that his parents owned a restaurant. Like he grew up in the industry. So oh. for him to like open his own restaurant, I'm like, it's going to be good. Like, yeah, it's going to be great. Like it, if he grew up with like the service industry always being around him, then he knows that he's like going to have like a top notch restaurant. Also, um, he said he started the restaurant because he was bored of the studio. <laughs> like what? Amazing. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I kind of, I mean, I want him to keep 
keep making music, of course, when he wants to. But mm-hmm. I love that he is creative enough and believes in himself enough to just be like, okay, well, I'll just pivot and do something else. Instead of having a crisis, he's going to have a restaurant now. Yeah. That's great. I'm excited. Hayden Pentanier is actually coming back on Scream for the new Scream reboot. Uh, she will be coming back as her past character from Scream three if I am correct I'm not a huge scream fan I love scream one I need to get onto two three four before I see the five fifth one because I've heard the last one was really really good um I gotta give her best week just because these last couple weeks with her boyfriend and that video that came out of her having basically a huge melee in front of a restaurant so this is like a huge win for her I hope I don't know. I just really hope for good news for Hayden Pattonier. Yeah, I like her. That makes me happy because she's somebody who I've really wondered where she went. Mm -hmm. Like She's been in a lot of the movies that we've covered and I always like seeing her and she's always someone who I felt like has a lot of, like, I don't want to say she has a lot of potential that hasn't been tapped because I think some of it has, but I don't think that she's been utilized as much as she could. Yeah, I mean, she is a child actress, so maybe I always think like maybe she just wants a break, but like me getting into like her personal life a little too much to know. (laughs) I'm always like, she always picks like these macho dudes that just don't treat her kind of right. And like, you know what I mean? It's just, I want something good to happen to her. And if it's through like making a film, then yeah, she definitely deserves like a best week win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Best week. Okay, this is like really hard for me because I was like, honestly, because I was going to pick T-Pain because I just love him so much. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay. No, you're fine. Um, (laughs) I'm like, okay, Bronwyn, just pick one. uh, Is it a tiebreaker? It was, yeah, it was somebody who won... um, an award and I'm trying to pull her up right now okay well it might it might be like a t-pain tie I also this is not like (laughs) this is a weird reason to pick best week but there's like this interview with Eva Mendez where she was just talking about like how how she loves Ryan Gosling cooking for her and I kind of just like that like I need to look that up like I know that that's not like uh an exciting like this is a big announcement this week but I really like interviews where you can tell that somebody gets along with their partner really well and it sounds like they actually have a good home life and she's like yeah "Yeah, I like cleaning but he does the cooking and I I don't know it was just so normal and domestic in a way that I thought was sweet and I think they're a very cute couple so maybe they win best week as a couple yeah no definitely she I just saw I wonder if it's the same interview and it makes me so mad where like they always go for the negative as a headline when I would way rather have that headline like I would click that's a clickbait for me you know same like there's so much there's so much negative that to to see you don't have to look for it yeah celebrity news I'd, I'd be more interested in finding out something positive that I didn't expect I mean, of course, I love gossip, like, duh. Yeah. you know, of course, I love the Jews. But sometimes, like, you really just want to find out something that's surprising in a nice way. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they well, actually do get along, or this person has this thing they're interested in, or this talent that I wouldn't have predicted. 
Yeah. I mean, she said, and I, I wonder if it's the same one. She said that the only way she'll come back to make film, if it's, she's not doing a sex scene or if there's no violence in it. So hopefully a rom-com then. Okay, like so okay, here we go. See, we're on to something. So we need yeah. the Eva Mendez, Ryan Gosling rom-com. I would see it. Right? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I'm surprised. I mean, they did think, uh, Behind think, the Pines, Beyond the yeah. Pines. Yeah, I mean, they they've both been in rom coms, mostly separate from each other. But as I think about it, yeah, there's not very many with them together. Yeah, which That's... does feel like a waste of. I mean, this is a great Hollywood couple. People should be casting them across from each other. Best winner for this week. I have. It's a personal one for me because I've never seen this man speak. I've only seen pictures of him. He's an accessory to Taylor Swift. Joe Alwyn was on GQ this week to promote um, a movie that is a book from Sally Rooney. I think it's Conversations with Friends. I might be saying it wrong. Anyway, this clip of him going through things that are important to him, it's like 10, 10 items that he owns that are mostly important to him. The way he talks, his mannerism, the, his serious look, I was like, oh, I completely get what Taylor Swift sees in this cutie. Uh, yeah. So best week winner, Joe Alwyn. I highly recommend everybody to check the G GQ interview, mostly the videos, um, so you can see what I'm talking about. And I'm actually super excited now to have Taylor be his accessory in um his premieres and whatnot for this movie that's coming out yeah because I really don't know very much about him right so he you said like in the videos you really get the vibe so is he like a very kind of he looks he has serious like bedroom eyes or he has just like a really good charisma a good charisma he looks serious but like looks like he has something profound to say like it's like you want to know if he talks you want to hear what he's listening kind of thing and I don't know yeah. if it's because of his accent or like his body language but just I was a little smitten like at the end of like the whole thing and I'm like he's just explaining a jacket that he was given to him when he was 21 or like um he has these lighters and he says he doesn't smoke but he's like the guy to go to for a light and I was like <gasps> I wonder if he smokes pot. Like, yeah, why else would you hold on like, to those? The guy you know? to go to for um, So he's definitely like a mysterious, but very like, I want to know a little bit more about him. Yeah. I mean, that's like an impressive, like if somebody can just be talking about a lighter and you are entranced, then that means that he has a certain kind of je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Like, you got that? <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Okay, and for you, your best week winner is? Well, okay, you know, Hillary Duff was really, um, she had a, a photo shoot. If we're going to talk about photo shoots, she had that photo shoot. I don't know if you saw it. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, I made fun of, I did make fun of the way that Women's Health Meg framed it because they were like, she's breaking beauty standards. And then it was like a picture of her like fitting the beauty standard. And it's like, yeah. I'm not mad at her, but I'm like, shut the fuck up. Stop pretending that like... <laughs> Like, like, just the way they framed it felt very manipulative, and and like obviously these pictures are gorgeous and they're airbrushed and everything. So I ma I made fun of the angle of the interview or or the way that the interview was being promoted. 
but I was also happy to see how happy she is and like she looks great and you know I've always been a fan so I'm happy for her well both are true because I'm deaf when I first saw it I was happy for her and then but like automatically after um Britney Spears nudes came up so it was like a huge contradiction of like look at um Hillary Duff she's 34 and it's like but look at Britney and it's like does she need does Britney need to have like a professional photographer for her pictures in right. order for her to get liked like Hillary Duff is because she's getting reprimanded for basically what you're saying Hillary Duff is breaking through like <laughs> Well, you're only boundary breaking if you have the right lighting. Like that's basically what they're saying. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, like with Britney, I feel like people are like, oh, I'm so embarrassed for her. And I'm like, why? Because she took a selfie? Like, yeah. How, yeah. like, she doesn't want to be controlled anymore. And she, so like, maybe she doesn't want to hire a professional photographer every time she wants to take a photo now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I love Hillary Duff for doing that article but at the same time yeah you're right it's definitely like the magazine's fault for pivoting it that way yeah because I always wonder what is edited out because usually it's cut down a little bit I used to do interviews with celebrities sometimes and it and often like the end result would be a little bit shorter than the actual interview so I do also wonder you know does Hillary Duff have awareness about herself in this way like did she have more nuance in the way she talked about her relationship with her body or was the magazine you know cutting it down because I do think there's a lot of actresses who really just like because everybody has their own insecurities and of, of course don't realize like when they're like yeah I don't like myself and it's like okay what is everyone else supposed to take from that yeah it's true. <laughs> like you're allowed to be honest but like if you pretend that you're not perpetuating the same thing that's making other people feel bad you know so I was very curious about like what the conversation was like in person mm -hmm. but yeah but I, I'm happy for her to yeah you know. that's a good best week yeah so um you I asked you what was your favorite song I know it's very crazy question to ask because like that John like the era of 2000 to 2010 is just so eclectic it's pretty hard to pick a favorite song but you chose Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani where were you when you first heard this song God because <laughs> I think I was like nine or something when it came out I, I mean like so I you know I was just like this is cool <laughs> I, think, I think I was in my friend's room and we were putting on music and like we all like to choreograph dances did you do that when you were little oh yeah for <laughs> yeah. sure <laughs> yeah so we would like make these little dances and I remember it coming on and just being like oh cool and like I knew who Gwen Stefani was already actually I don't know what year that song came out so I actually have no idea how old I was it's all blur now yeah <laughs> but, um, but I remember just immediately being like wow this is cool and then it was one of those things where I mean honestly now if it comes on I'm gonna sing along it's definitely I mean, a party starter song. It is, yeah. And like Gwen like Stefani, I mean, she's, she's a wild, there's plenty to unpack about her. Like there's definitely a lot going on that's not great, but also that song really hit. Well, especially the music video. Have you checked the music video? It's been a while, but um, I love the song, but the cultural appropriation of it, I'm just like, I do yeah. forget that she gets away with it because people are pretty biased, you know, when it comes to like, 
yeah definitely be taking accountability or not and I feel like definitely Gwen Stefani is one of those people who is getting away scotch-free yes she is you're totally right because I yeah I completely especially when things first came out I wasn't clocking that as much but now anytime I watch most of her music like her most popular music videos and it's like she's appropriative all across the board like she's manages to really just like not stay in her lane ever yeah <laughs> it's bad she, yeah which makes me think like who is really Gwen Stefani because Gwen Stefani to me is the pink hair um you know like yeah heavy lip makeup but like without the pink hair like and her husband now I just I don't I know now her. she's with um Blake Shelton or something yeah 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 and uh, of course I remember like he got voted sexiest man and we were all like what yeah no, no. <laughs> um was... yeah I don't know who she is and I wonder if she does I mean that's a big thing to say but <laughs> you know I mean she's trying on a lot of identities in a very overt way I feel Truly. like a lot of pop stars were really appropriative and would kind of like dip um into cultures they weren't part of but she was like full on like now I'm like you know I the, the Harajuku girls shit was like so creepy yeah. I hope those women are okay yeah I'm sure there'll be a documentary about it if not in five years ten years <laughs> yeah no you're totally right there's gonna be I mean everyone's gonna watch that documentary <laughs> there's gotta be like a true Hollywood story kind of a vibe behind the scenes yes. thing yeah definitely it's just going to be like the true story of Gwen Stefani or or maybe it'll be more pivoted from all the people around I would hope it would be focusing on all the people around her kind of unshrouding her image yeah yeah all right well thank you so much for joining in on um my best week ever podcast um please remind everyone where they can find you Oh yeah, you can follow me at Bron.computer on Twitter and Instagram, Bron Womb on TikTok, and I post shows and articles and all those things there. And then Bad Romance Podcast. Woohoo, yay. yay. And if you guys ever do, Mr. Mom, please hit me up. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Sorry, we got cut off at the end there. I did want to say to Bronwyn that my favorite month so far of Bad Romance podcast, it was in March. They did a whole month of J-Lo rom-com movies. And you know Miss J-Lo is like the queen of rom-com. So please check that out. They did like Made in Manhattan. Uh, they did as well the new one, Marry Me with Maluma. And that's actually, a pr I haven't spoke on much about that movie. I love Maluma, and that was the only reason why I watched it. But it ended up being a pretty good movie. I mean, like like I said, it's a J-Lo rom-com, so it can't be that bad, right? Like, mother-in-law? But yes, please check out Bronwyn on Bad Romance Podcast. Hopefully, I'll have Jordane Seals. She's the co-host of Bad Romance Podcast alongside with Bronwyn. Um... She is going to be joining us soon, and I'm excited for that as well because she's a huge movie puff, and I her opinions are spicy, and I love it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jordan Seals will be joining us hopefully this summer. I have a I have a huge lineup, guys. So that's why Melissa Rich will be back this summer. 
then sooner than later. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. And I really hope you guys have the best week ever. Bye guys.